0: First, I'm going to start off with a story. It's a story about New York. It's a story about roaches, cockroaches. So I was working for this company, and it actually just turned out to be my eight-year anniversary of quitting this stupid company. It's called S***. It's a Dutch suit company. And for training, I had to fly to New York, and they put me up in this apartment in uh, Brooklyn. Um, it's a nice neighborhood. And I was working, and I would get home late. I would leave early in the morning, and we would get home probably around Leave around. I would get home around 7.30 or 8. So pretty long days. Um, And so all I would want to do was lie down. I was so tired. I was like, oh, this is such a hard, for some reason it was such a physically demanding job even though all you're doing is fitting people for suits. And one day I got home and I lifted up a couple of my shoes and a bunch of roaches run all over the place. I was like, oh my God. So everything that was on the ground, I lifted up. More roaches. More roaches. They were having a roach party. They were just living it up while I was at work. And I had five more days at this apartment for my training. I was like, they put me up in a roach apartment? I'm like, come on. So I put my, me, like the idiot, thinking, well, the cockroaches probably don't want to crawl on a the desk. They were probably crawling over everything. I put my shoes up. I put my suitcase up. And I tried to fall asleep. I woke up, and there were roaches crawling on my arms. They are all over me. I couldn't believe it. And I said, okay, like, I can't sleep here tonight. So I took some photos and I sent it to HR. And if those of you who have worked in a corporate company before, Human Resources is uh, typically the department that would handle something like this. And, um, they said, oh my God, we're so sorry. Uh, go, go into any hotel. Doesn't matter the price. Stay there for the night and we'll take care of it. I'm like, okay. And back in my mind, I'm like, take care of it. I'm like, I wonder what that means, but, it was 1 in the morning at this point. So running around uh, Brooklyn at 1 in the morning looking for a hotel, not a fun thing to do. Knowing that all your stuff is being roach infested at, at, back at the apartment. So I slept and I woke up in the, the next day and um, I went to work. And I was like, oh, I heard about your roaches. That's so bad. I'm like, yes, it is bad. It's, it's, it might be the most disgusting thing I could think of. The I, I, like, only thing short of that would have been rats. Rats and roaches probably are up there. And so then HR calls me back and they say, hey, uh, we've we've killed all the roaches so you can sleep in that apartment again. And I was like, what? I'm like, no, no, there's roaches everywhere. They're like, yeah, we killed them all. I'm like, oh, like, you must not know how roaches work because you can't actually kill them all. That is the bad thing about roaches. Once you get them, they are there forever. They're actually permanent tenants. They live there and they do whatever they want. So I was like, okay, I'll check it out. I went back and there were dead roach bodies all over the apartment. I th- and I thought, and and this is what the lesson is. At that point, I should have been paying attention to what they were telling me. They were not saying to me, Alex, you shouldn't have to sleep in a roach apartment. They were thinking, how can we get this guy to shut up about the roaches, right? They're, so th- this is something that when you get back in the world, pay attention to the actions that people uh are doing to you, with you, or around you, or near you, pay attention to what their actions are, because their actions are going to show where they're, not necessarily their intent, but what their incentives are. And this woman, who was actually very nice, her incentive was to get me to shut up about the roaches. Now, imagine, uh, that one, that's not a good PR move, but what I should have done at that moment, go, this company is not for me. Like, I should have realized right out of the gate, they, don't, they would rather, me sleeping in a roach-infested apartment for another week is actually okay for them, which should have led me to. I wonder how they manage. I wonder what it's like to actually work for them. I wonder what the you know the corporate culture is like. Clearly, they're okay with me sleeping with roaches. I'm sure they're okay with treating you poorly, not paying you uh, well, having a CEO that is like the biggest jerk you've ever met, um, and also being uh, dishonest uh, intellectually as far as their product goes. Half of the product line is is completely uh, reverse engineered and stolen from other companies that do put in the hard work. Um, and that that's not uncommon in the fashion industry. But just their mindset is, their mindset was not, we want to grow with our people. Their mindset was, uh, let's burn them out. I actually don't care about their concerns. And, you know, we can always hire someone new. Key number one, when you get back out into the real world, pay attention to the actions of what they're doing, because they're telling you what they actually care about. So what I ended up doing, just so you know, I slept at my friend's apartment the rest of that week. Number two, building a social network. Oh, so let me write this down so it's we can have more homework for next week. Pay attention to the actions and identify the incentives. Um, and pay, pay attention to the incentives. And and, and I've worked at a lot of different companies, and um, because I'm old, so that's just what happens when you get older. Um. Don't think a company will change. It's, it is incredibly rare, and it's not because they're evil or they're bad. It's just because it's hard for people to change, and we're going to touch on that subject moving on. But people, it's people, but it's specifically an organization to change is incredibly. Just think about it. How hard is it to get your friends to go from one party to a different party? You got to get everyone on board. Hey, we're going to that next party. Oh well, I'm still. I just got a new beer. I got this. I got that. No one's incentives are aligned because. One guy's like, well, I have to get the value out of this beer. The other guy's going, well, I'm talking to a girl. And the other guy's going, well, I got to use the bathroom. They all have different incentives, what's driving them. And so that's what, imagine now you have 700 people that you're trying to go to a new party. That's how hard it is to get organizations to change. So I'm not saying quit at the first sign of um, trouble, but pay attention to how they're treating you because it's unlikely they'll treat you better moving forward unless you end up working for someone different in the company building a social network so a lot of people talk about social networking or social networks right but the real power of how social media works is that it leverages lasting relationships that you can use to either advance your personal career your personal life like entertainment and or your romantic life meeting someone online and dating them right or possibly marrying them um, Actually, I met my wife because she was living with my friend as a roommate, but I saw it online through Facebook. So it helped me out there. But building a social network. So the original social network is you have to build a group of people that every time you hang out with them, and, and, and you're young, most of you, this is going to be a lifelong journey. And this is actually for the rest of your life because you're going to go through stages. You're going to be high school guy. Then you're going to be college guy. And then you'll be new-to-the-job-market guy. Then you'll be possibly married guy and then you'll be career guy and dad or mom if you're a female of course and then you'll be retired guy and each part of those moments that you have you're gonna have a different group of friends and it's weird to think about that i remember my mom telling me oh like don't worry about all these friends in middle school these people who, who are rude to you. you'll never see them again and for a kid to think that you're like what are you talking about never see them again like i see them every day like i actually wish i would never see them again then all of a sudden they're gone all of a sudden, entire groups of your life that have influenced you and affected your decision-making will be wiped out of there and a whole new group will get brought in. So the key is in that bringing in process, That's that step one where you're building your network, find people who are trustworthy, find people who are not swayed by mobs or swayed by peer pressure because they'll always be honest with you. They won't just say something because that's the right thing to do. They'll say something because that's how they feel. Um, and then find people who... Uh, encourage you. So people that, like, if you say something like, I really want to bike to whatever, bike bike, bike to the beach. Someone goes, hey, that's, that's so stupid. Why do you want to go there? That's not someone you probably want to hang around with. That's just, because if their first thought is, I want to, crap on your idea it's hard to have a good relationship with them and even if they're funny and they're popular and they're cool and they're smart and whatever it's hard to get a good friendship or in relationship going if they're constantly telling you that your ideas are not up to par and they might be a nice person but it's just hard to get that going so it's something i kind of wish i knew way back in high school or at least every phase find people that encourage you and that are honest and loyal and then lastly how to be a good friend so this is the flip side of that so now Let's say you found your group. Let's say you found four people in your uh, circle that are great. I mean, one, congratulations, you found four people. That's pretty rare. You usually find one to two each phase, and it's, and then the rest kind of fill in the gaps. But let's say you find four. You How to be a good friend. So it's the in- inverse of building that network. If they say, hey, I think I want to do this. What you can say to them then is, cool, man, let's do it. There is Anytime someone is encouraged or enthusiastic about it, just say, cool, let's do it. It's so easy actually to be a good friend. All you have to say is, that sounds great, let's do it. And then everyone will be like, oh man, I love hanging out with that guy. Because all he says is, cool, let's do it. Uh, So let's put that down here. That's the, the most important phrase you could ever learn. Cool, let's do it. And then also, don't be pulled into weird drama. You want to, the idea is that, you can say who you really are around me and i'm not going to make you feel stupid and two your ideas even if i don't always agree with them yeah why not let's do it you don't have to always 100 percent agree with your friends in fact it's better that you don't because your friends will help expand what you're into it's certainly something trivial not as trivial but something as um as music but all the way up to possibly how you think about the world up to you know how you view yourself how you view your relationship with your family up to how you view religion how you view existence a good friend will make you change everything you think about um, the world and if you have four good friends that are all encouraging each other it is one of the most there's been a couple times in my life where I've had a really great circle of friends and it, and it just was amazing it just didn't feel like anything could hold you back because you have a bad day at work your friend helps you figure it out you need help moving <laughs> tom rigney your friend helps you figure it out and it's hard to find that so when you do find it hold on as long as you can because it's likely they won't make it to the next phase so be aware of that because they'll this is what happens college college that's an easy one like you go to different colleges they make new friends you make new friends or let's say you go back from college and you're still hanging out job i gotta move job i gotta move or the most common one i got married i'm not married that's it. that's usually a pretty big delta. People who are married have different incentives than someone who's not married. It's just the things you think of are way different. That's the end of the chat. I hope we learned something. Um, we're going to be so the homework for this one is pay attention or, and review the actions of your current organization if you are working for someone or if you're in a social group. Two, think of people who you would want in your social network. You probably can't reach out to them now because of stupid pandemic, but. Start thinking about who you want to start reaching out to, and be like, you know, what, maybe I should. I'd like to hang out with that person. And three, try to be a good friend to the people that you can trust. Um, and these are easy things to put into practice, easy because they're simple. But but it's actually difficult because your brain's going to tell you. Give a someone will say, oh, I liked that Star Wars, um, the Last Jedi, and I would probably say something like, I hated that movie. Don't say that. <laughs> Again, like they like it. Oh, I'm happy you like it. Not for me, but if you like it, that's cool. No need to fight over movies or trivial stuff like that. Anyway, that's it. Hope we all learned something. I know I did. Actually, let's see what you guys said here. Literally within a few months of the pandemic, my social circle changed drastically due to job stuff. It happens. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is the biggest resetting of everyone's social group you've ever seen. And it's worldwide, which is that's bizarre. A worldwide social reset. It's never happened before. Ever. Barada's is my BF. I spent 10 years living in NYC. Haven't seen a roach in Chicago yet. It's been 6 years lol. Knock on wood. Yeah. There's not a lot of roaches in Chicago. There are a lot of rats. Um, but there's not a lot of roaches. Hi guys. Thanks again for listening to another podcast. As a reminder, all of these podcasts are excerpts from my live streams that I do every Monday and Wednesday at twitch.tv superdangergaming. We have a lot of fun in the chat. Uh, I get into a lot of petty arguments with my viewers because <laughs> uh, I'm a mature and well-adjusted adult. So I'd love to see you there.